and welcome to our podcast, Yo App Salitaan. And now in celebration of Health Awareness in Heritage Month this May and Design Matters, Yo Appsa brings you its seventh season. Do you hear that, people? We are in our seventh season entitled Our Care. That's AR Care, a step forward for architecture and mental health. And of course, we won't disappoint for we will be joined by our local and international speakers. All right, all right, and together let's scoop new ideas and expound our stock of knowledge that will surely help us become future architects. I am your host for today. My name is Ian, also known as Yanshi Mashi, proudly from UAPSA CIT University Chapter. And for today, I will be delivering you Episode 3 of UAPSA Litaan Season 7. And today, 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 my friends, the person that we are about to meet is not a joke. As I was reading his portfolio, I was mind blown by his vast experiences in the industry. And of course, we should not be shocked because here in Yapsalitaan, we only bring you the best of the best people in the industry. And without any further ado, let me welcome our guest speaker for today. He is a licensed architect and the director of UAP Quezon City South Triangle chapter. He is also a lecturer in National University Manila and National University Fairview. He is also a resource speaker in design sketching via 3PA system drawing. He is a lot of amazing things, people, and I don't want to hold him back from you for too long. So ladies and gentlemen, let us welcome architect Rodel C. Soniel. Hello, sir. Good day. Yeah, yes, hello. Good evening uh, all of the listeners that we do have here. And thank you so much for inviting me. And we're hoping to just have a very good conversation with you. How are you? How are you today? I'm quite good, sir. Pero medyo kinakabahan rin ako. <laughs> ah, okay. Uh, that, that makes us too. That makes us too. So, chill lang ba? <laughs> Para kayo na pong naging chill host. Chill lang tayo. <laughs> okay po. <laughs> Right. Again, we welcome you to our podcast and it's really a pleasure to have you here in Yop Salitaan. Thank you so much for accepting our invitation. We really are honored to have you as our guest for today. Um, kinumusta niyo po ako? Kay, paano naman po kayo? Kumusta yeah. naman po kayo, sir? How uh, we, we are adjusting. Yeah, we are adjusting on the current norm. Uh, we're just staying at home and we don't want to be exposed uh, because still COVID is out there. Uh, somehow we are just sheltering at home and being uh, probably having a refuge to where our house is. Opo nga, may, may COVID pa kasi sa labas. <laughs> um, yeah. Would you mind, sir, if I ask? Because um, every time I meet someone in the industry, I really ask them about how many years have they been in the industry itself. It's because yeah. as a student, I find it so amazing and just so fascinating. May I ask you about that, sir? Like, how many years have you been in the industry? So I graduated in 2004. And so before graduation, I actually had some related jobs in the industry, so in an architectural firm. So probably that makes me 17 or 18 years uh, in in the service as an architect or as having a related job in architecture. Wow, that's amazing. Parang hindi talaga madisappoint yung listeners natin for today, Sarah. <laughs> sana, sana. <laughs> <laughs> okay, po. So for today, we have a few questions for you and I believe everyone who's currently listening is also excited to listen and to know your answers. Kaya simulan na po natin yung question and answer. Alright. Okay. Yung first question po natin. Currently, we are in a series of laws and restrictions because of the pandemic. How is the field of architecture being affected by the current situation? 
Yeah, so this was very broad, but firstly, probably I'll answer this in in two portions. Number one, I can relate to what I was doing as an architect, and probably I will speak in behalf of how things were adjusted and how to conduct the 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 things that we architects do in the field. So number one, uh, on the pre-pandemic uh, era, we actually roam around in Laguna, in Batangas, and in Tagaytay in some other parts of the city to check what's uh, the condition of the construction site and also the logistics because that's part of it. So that was a daily routine on on about a, a weekly basis. We go to the site for about four or five times a week. And then series of coordinations with all of the suppliers. But then uh, the lockdown was announced by the president and I think we just only have two or three days to prepare. And all of us, all of the business people and all of the people in the construction industry and even in the design field, we have, we do have a lot of questions. And then lockdown came and we really need to adjust and we cannot go uh, to another city because of the checkpoints and most of our workers are trapped in the site. So somehow we need to address kung ano yung pangailangan nila. So sa madaling sabi, we're really affected by it. And also, I'm teaching at National University, uh, Manila at the time. And we shifted to online class. So, pagdating sa online class, I, I was very frustrated uh, kasi hindi ko pa alam yung system. We were forced to learn teams. And hindi ko alam kung anong pipindi. I think that's, that's, the, ano, that's the adjustment that we need to have. And uh, tapos yung mga studyante ko at the National University, for about a month, wala silang ginagawa. So, I opened my YouTube live and just entertained them with some sketches and design so that at least they have something to do at home. So probably that's the thing that I can somehow relate to on the field that I'm in. But uh, during the general, probably the general insights for how the architects adjusted. Well, all of the presentations that they did have is either through Zoom, through Google Meet. Uh, we were challenged by the need of online conferences. And all of the gatherings, all of the, the celebrations are, are online. Even our speakers uh, at school, they are online and so on and so forth. So we wanted to somehow move on with how things were done, but in a different platform, which is online nowadays. So some have adjusted, but some are trying to cope up. And I guess uh, walang, walang maiwanan dito because this is worldwide. And even probably you, nararasan mo din So definitely, we, we, wanted, we wanted to somehow um, uh, do the best things that we can in the times of the, of the lockdown. I guess that's it for, for that one. Oh, nga po. Kasi we know na surely for over a year now, people experience a lot of changes. And I also think that no field is immune to this unexpected phenomena. Um, pero sir, um, meron po bang mga specific or significant areas na related sa field ng architecture na na change, na modify, or even taken away to adapt to okay. the current status? Okay, uh, ganito kasi, no? Uh, uh, number one, we are uh, we are currently observing and adapting to the situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, number two, if there will be somehow uh, past, uh, past-related studies regarding this one, it's not in the context of a pandemic. Uh, for instance, a walkable city that was introduced even before, pero right now we are seeing that it can be a reality because uh, we, we cannot uh, go to other other areas and the people are actually encouraging just to walk and to bike. So meaning parang naging, ano, naging adaptive yung isa. 
And the way I see it right now, as I was observing, uh, the 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 educational hub, that the way we know it, it will be different. Why? Uh, some of the buildings, architectural uh, designs, which is uh, the buildings on surrounding the academic hub, for instance, Taft Avenue in Manila, uh, in Katipunan here in Quezon City, and probably in Manila, because uh, the students are actually going onto that hub because they want to study. Eh, ngayon ang nangyayari when started online, some of their students hindi na sila lumos ng Manila kasi they can actually attend classes whether they are in Sabela, they are in actually Tacloban, some are actually in uh, in Davao, and they are attending classes. So the way I see it after this pandemic, this will not probably change. And yung dating cluster ng educational um, mga buildings sa mga skwelahan, baka hindi na ganun ka 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 in trend or trend sabi natin uso kasi nga diba why will you put up a building near a school na you won't expect that students would come in why because they can actually study at home so as i was observing this uh this is not a study or just an observation probably we will have more of community design buildings uh yung adjacent lang sa kanila probably at least the students that are residing on that particular community can somehow interact with other students also within that community. So probably a park or a, I don't know a gathering area or a, some different um, some different type of building I guess. And uh, the way I see it, all of the clients that we do have right now, we are very thankful because there were clients coming in. Why? Siguro kasi na isip nila nung nasa bahay na sila at nakalakdown. Shaks kailan namin improve yung bahay? Ganito ganyan. So realization. Mar- marami. And also, pag kinausap namin, laging ano na to, laging number one na, we need a home office. We need an online area for my my kids. We need to isolate, kasi ang naging problema nila, uh, they are working online. And if you have a toddler, and it, well, he or she is a toddler, anong i-expect natin? If there is no privacy for work, pupunta talaga sila sa inyo yung magpapakargain. So some of the frustrations. So I guess there is a shift in terms of designing, redesigning home. So I think dalawa yung nakikita natin. It's a community it's a community environment that will cater to the community itself or just an interaction. And then the 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 students or the the parents who are actually working and the students are studying will just stay at home why because they can access education even at even at the comfort of their homes. So I think the third one is mababago yung ano mababago yung vicinity where the educational hub is and probably also yung mga offices probably yung mga matataas ng offices ngayon baka mawalan na ng ano mawalan na ng uh, malalaking clients na kailangan ng malaking space for for office uh, office workers so i think that's the the thing that i'm observing na maaapektuhan oh nga po yung na mention niyo po yung sa yung evolution ng designing homes mukhang mm-hmm. magiging totoo po talaga yan kasi the more na nagse-stay ka sa bahay the more mo na nare-realize kung ano yung kulang hala kailangan ko pala nito kailangan yeah. ko pala yeah. mga ganung bagay mm-hmm. lalo na ngayong pandemic okay mm-hmm. po so move on po tayo um given the coronavirus po di ba the urge to provide um, instant health facility structures. Some are even prefabricated structures that are used to house the patients and the mm. medical crew were mm. given a highlight po, diba? Mm. Um, what should architects do in order to provide these type of structures without compromising sustainability and creating these facilities without 
any harm to the economy or kung less harm lang po talaga yung sa economy? Mm, uh, the way you see it, kasi the, the question is kind of hard to respond to. Why? Because this is very new. So, kumbaga, insights were very good. Wala namang problema doon. But the way I see it, the, the facility that we have actually provided to somehow respond to this pandemic is just a makeshift. Hindi talaga to kasi pinag-aralan talaga eh, na ganito dapat yung design ng hospital. Kasi kung napag-aralan to, kung napag-aralan to early on and the pandemic was... Uh, was thought for the for the design baka no nagkaroon ng pandemic wala tayo yung mga cellophane na nilalagay sa mga Napag- sa mga rooms wala talaga oh wala talaga ganun ko na paghandaan so sa madaling sabi this is also a design challenge kasi how will you design a hospital that when there is a pandemic it will be somehow pandemic proof in such a way pag sinabi nating pandemic proof kasi ang hospital naman it doesn't just cater to the coronavirus patients eh eh paano yung buntis di ba paano yung mga may cancer we need to attend to pero ang nangyayari uh, natatakot din sila kasi baka mas ma-expose nga sila dun sa dun sa virus so the way i see it it needs to be ano uh, further further studies for this one kung paano ilalagay Uh, kasi hindi hindi ko maano eh hindi ko siya hindi ko siya masagot in such a way na na solid yung reference natin kasi ang nakita ko lang talaga lahat ngayon is makeshift even the tents that we have are makeshift we are proud that there were architects local architects who have provided tent like structure na may ganito yung flow and so on and so forth and there are architects who thought about a mobile uh, i think that's a testing facility pero ang daming and daming actually naging rekititos noon just to, to access for the funds for the donations marami so sa madaling sabi syempre we, we we architects we are used to good planning so a good planning for a good result it should be funded pero kung magre-reply tayo for a makeshift na ano na na facility probably we're thankful at least we can address the concerns right now pero definitely this is parang birth pains pa lang to ng ganitong klasing problema so kumbaga medyo nangangapa pa tayo hindi natin alam kung anong mangyayari so i don't know how can i answer that in terms of sustainability or how it will actually affect the economy or what pero the way is it all i can say right now is i can just observe Uh, and comment based on the makeshift solution that we do, we did have. Lahat tayo nabulaga eh, di ba? Ganun naman parati. <laughs> kung nabulaga ka, kung ano na lang yung solution uh-huh. na pwede mong magawa. Yeah, I guess that's it. So, kumbaga, yung mga solutions natin ngayon, mga creative solutions lang yun ng mga architects natin, di ba? Yeah. Hindi yeah, po tama. yung mga solid solutions na, kumbaga, yun lang yung solutions natin sa current na yeah. pangangailangan ng Pilipinas. Yes. And also and also it was only limited to how the architects understood it. Kasi uh, we we are we know that architects design spaces based on the analysis of the user. But then a person who has coronavirus this is first time and you cannot understand how they will actually go through the situation. Nang alam lang natin may sakit sila. And nakikita pa lang natin na ganito pala nahirapan huminga kailangan intubate So, kumbaga, hindi pa natin napapag-aralan uh, in terms of the users. Eh, paano yung mga doktor? Di ba? Paano yung magkaano ng PPE and all? Paano sila magpapahinga? Kasi, di ba, we as architects, doon tayo magaling eh. We provide a solution, a space solution to the users depending on their activities. Eh, nung nabulaga tayo for the pandemic, paano natin ito gagawin? Ang alam lang natin, kailangan mag-provide ng bed. Kailangan mag-provide ng ganito. Eh, paano kung... 
kung may ibang variants ng COVID. So, paano tayo yung response? So, definitely, these are just birth pains as of the moment. Wala pa rin talaga tayong natututunan kahit pa... Uh, kumbaga, ang response natin is surface lang. Nasa surface pa lang ngayon. But definitely, sana in the future, maka, maka-create tayo ng spaces that will cater to all of the the professionals involved, the, sabi natin, the... the the operations of the, the facilities, the doctors that we do have, and even yung ano, even yung uh, yung yung vaccine, yung facilities for that, yung testing area. Sana makakreate tayo yung tama talaga ng spaces para sa kanila. Oh, nga po. Hopefully, hopefully, sana pohon pohon kung sabi sa <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tama, <laughs> tama. Pohon pohon hindi po ba? Okay po. Move on na po tayo sa next question. Medyo related po to sa um, previous question natin. So, right. yung tanong is, meron po bang key point in creating a good facility na could protect the people from any type of virus or pandemic? Or if not, architecturally, what can we do to lessen the damages that possible viruses and pandemic can do to our users or to the users of the building? Okay, uh, I think number one, um, Yes, we can actually just design up to a certain point. But we need to understand that this is a totally different arena. This is a totally different field. Number one, the COVID virus is somehow invisible. So we do not know kung kailan siya atake and kailan, siya, kailan may tao may infect. So the way we see it, we, we will have precautionary measures in terms of doing preventive solutions para Kung let's say merong mahawa, paano mag-respond yung spaces? Paano ma-enclose yung spaces? Parang this is more of disinfecting everything that you have and having uh, protective um, effects that you have probably. So I think it's beyond the no, it's beyond uh, it there are many aspects to it but not to generalize that it is only architecture. So probably in 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 in, in terms of uh, uh, architecture probably we can integrate some other uh, some other technologies that would somehow immediately sanitize the building so for instance probably let, let's say a hospital let's say a, a, a dead time nila probably 3 to 4 a.m and it will instantly sanitize the building so probably that's one and um during some emergencies probably magkakaroon lang talaga ng, ano, ng malaking bearing so isisimulate natin what will happen to to um, to hospitals na mapupuno na yung ano yung capacity. Nahirapan tayo ngayon, di ba? We have seen uh, India. Mapapansin mo yung hospitals nila. They, it is poorly responding to the influx of patients. Pero kung, kung iisipin yun ng architect na pwede itong maging scenario na hundreds of people would go to the hospital, how they will design the hospital responding to that kind of situation? So para siyang mall eh, di ba? Architects designed the mall in many different events. Pag meron dong sunog, na, na, alam niya kung paano ita, alam niya kung paano tatakbo yung mga tao. Yeah, as in, uh, kumbaga, case-to-case situation na yung ginagawa natin. So I think yun yung, yung way, yung better way para at least maintindihan natin to at makapag-provide ng solution. Pero syempre, tulad nun na napanggit ko dati, this is just all insights. What I have in just my mind, I'm just processing it, somehow delivering a points to you. But definitely, tulad nga nung nabanggit ko, uh, wala tayong concrete basis dito. Kumbaga, kung ano lang nakita natin and probably this is the right thing to do. Yun. So parang response lang, kumbaga, not really parang ad- academically, ano, academically prepared ng mga answers. Ayan. Okay po. 
um, yung mga question natin para mabibigat ah. Ah sige lang, okay lang. We'll try to ano, we'll try to analyze it. We'll try to ano, we'll try to throw some punches also. Kahit pa paano. Okay, palaban lang po tayo dito. Okay, um here's a question po that aims to look for the um kung kumbaga kay Katrio na Grace silver yeah. lining amidst yeah. the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I mean, not all of the people who went under the quarantine naman po experience its disadvantages, diba? There are yeah. also people who thank the quarantine for giving them enough time to spend with their family, yeah, for yeah. Mm-hmm. the time to think and be isolated from the negativity of the outside world. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. in the field of architecture po, do you see any silver lining in the midst of the pandemic? Uh, okay, number one, architects love challenges. Our architects, they, they wanted to design new things. So definitely, this is a good opportunity for every one of us to design a facility that will actually respond to the, the situation like this. So uh, architects who are in the field of design hospitals would look at their projects on a different way. So sa madaling sabi, uh, i-account na nila to kasi this is a situation na nangyari. For the silver silver linings, I guess that's it for the for uh, the design environment uh, right now. Uh, architectural firms are not uh, in the same situation as we we are familiar with that they go to the office and they actually work. Right now actually we're just using technology whenever they um, uh, our, for example, our foreman is in the site. I'll just ask, send me a lot of photos today. He's gonna give me 50 bunch of photos. Wow. Then from there, uh, I'm gonna evaluate it. Oh, mali, mali yung nangyari dito. Ano nangyari dito? I think in space nito. We can evaluate the project even on a remote area. What more if we use somehow video or or somehow other uh, other technologies at, at, at hand? So probably, uh, medyo pangit yung nangyari in terms of pandemic but then we see a different window right now in terms of a new challenge to design a facility and in terms of the people that has uh, the, the architects uh, in the in the design offices in the construction offices they see also another opportunity to somehow monitor the progress of the of the of the construction by not just going there so ganun kasi yung default eh, puntahan natin tapos tapos na so ngayon, uh, medyo nag-stay tayo ngayon rin sa bahay. And this, as I think this is in general, no? Kasi uh, the way I the way I, uh, I share this with some of my friends, the the best uh, if I if I can say probably the best things that we do have is actually spending time with the people that we we do love. So kaya nga di ba ang, ang nangyayari ngayon dati, pupunta ka sa site in the morning alis ka ng bahay, babalik ka na ng hapon. Mahapag-spend ka with your family sa gabi magdi-dinner, matutulog ka na. Probably that's just two or three hours within the day. But right now, kahit makulit yung anak mo, but you can spend time, di ba? Mas mga nakikilala mo sila. So sa madaling sabi, in terms of family values, in terms of family ties, this has strengthened the families more. And this is valuable. Kasi, uh, Siyempre, di ba, alam natin na the basic, ano, the basic component of a society is actually family. A good family will actually reflect a good society. So, sa madaling sabi, that's, I think that's the silver lining for it. So, number one, this, there is a design challenge. Number two, there is a different uh, valuable operations in terms of construction in design firms, how they off- operate. And number three is that, yeah, the, the ties with the family is now strengthened. So, I guess that's the silver lining for that. Parang pang Miss Universe, no? <laughs> Nasagot? Kasi sinabi ni Katriona itong silver lining na sila. 
Pero marami naman po talaga tayong makikita na silver lining amidst any challenges po. Yeah, yeah. Kasi kumbaga itong itong design challenge na to ngayon, bagong problema lang to sa lista yeah. na, na makakatulong sa mga architects in the future. Yeah. Kung paano paano i-handle yung mga yung mga situation na ganito? Tapos yeah. may improve pa yan. Puhon. Puhon. Yeah, puhon. Yeah, <laughs> okay po. Um last question na po tayo. Um, ah, talaga, last question, ha? <laughs> last question na po ito. Okay po. Um, Same-same po ito sa mga questions natin previously. Pero, um, what do you think is the biggest change in architecture matapos yung pandemic? Yung, yung biggest um, change talaga? Yeah. Um, I think this is related to what I have said kanina. Uh, na the central hubs in education will be different. Uh, because students will now uh, staying at their homes, and number number two, since the students will not be going to the city, uh, the 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 development will not be focused in the major cities alone. And I think, kung titingnan mo probably 20 years, 30 years from now, if the student can access city, um, city-like education or city-worthy education on the province. So, malaking percentage that that student would actually stay in the province. And probably after 20 years, they will be the ones who are actually developing uh, the cities or the regions where they are in. So, sa madaling sabi, uh, right now probably we will see uh, developments of buildings, spaces, ang magagandang mga gusali in Cebu, in Manila, in and sabihin natin strate- strategic namang cities but probably 20 years or 30 years from now because the students are now staying at the province and malaking percentage talaga na magstay sila doon where will they apply the 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 learnings that they had in school so sumalamang doon sa probinsya yon so there would be an upgraded facility for all of the all of the provincial the towns or cities na nandun sa kanila so tingin ko madedecentralized yung ano yung development and it's actually good kasi masyado nang congested for example Manila is very congested already so I think that is the that is the development that I'm seeing right now and also I think hindi na tayo babalik dun sa dati na pupunta talaga tayo sa office I think we have evaluated the efficiency right now of the current setup that we can access education uh, uh, access uh, monitoring at site or doing even conferences with the clients, we can do do that in the comforts of our homes. So, sa madaling sabi, we will be technology-based. But then, there's danger to it. Because uh, the more we are technology-based, the more we actually lose the grasp of having meaningful relationships with one another. For for example, iba pa rin kasi yung bonding ng mga magkakaklase na they are attending class. Because they can interact. I can understand. For example, magkaklase tayo. I, I know... Uh, Ian Nunez, kapag naasar ka na based on your on on your facial expression and so maraming maraming mamimiss out so ngayon kasi kung ano lang kung online lang let's say magkaklase tayo sa online no? alam lang kita nakaklase kita online pero I can easily dismiss you so kumbaga the relationship in terms of peer-to-peer relationship yun yung may ano, magkakaroon tayo ng problema and also if the students and the people right now are actually dependent on on technology and dependent on social media and i think this is this is what we know right now that the younger generation this is gen z was greatly affected by social media meaning they don't have um, 
grasp of the real world. So, ang nangyayari dyan, kapag meron silang problema sa real world, ang nangyayari, nahirapan sila mag-cope up. So, I think, yeah, may pros and cons. So, there is a great development for that one. Pero, meron ding detrimental. That's the reason why we need to somehow somehow address this also. Pero I think hindi na tayo babalik dun sa dati talaga ng situation. So, kailangan lang nating ano, kailangan lang nating magkaroon ng precautionary measures how we need to establish good relationships with the people that we do have, the families that we do have, and probably the classmates that we do have. Kasi in 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 reality, uh, ang buhay talaga is nasa labas ng technology, nasa labas talaga ng social media. Eh. Mm-hmm. Diba? Well, I guess yun. Yun yung nakikita ko, bali dyan. Diba, diba, diba? Thank you very much, sir. Hindi nga biro yun. Diba, intro pa lang. Sabi ko, not a joke. Hindi nga joke. Yeah. Actually, if I may, ano, ah, uh, um, if I may, siguro medyo tatagdagan ko na kasi na-open na dun eh. Um, so, I guess it, it's okay that I, I would share this with you. Prior to the pandemic, I had a study. Uh, a study of a university here in Manila and they invited me to design a wellness facility. Uh, the wellness facility, I, I don't know what was the backstory for that, but it was actually somehow, iniisip ko, para sa wellness facility na to? May spa ba to sa loob ng, sa loob ng ano? Ano ba to? Magpapahinga ba sila? And then I, I asked the faculty, bakit kailangan? So, this is a sad story because this is a big university and they're, they're a department in that university. So, they have they have this they have this situation every sem that students were actually having uh, uh sabihin na lang natin hindi ko alam kung sige sabihin na lang natin there are four cases of suicide for for the students and one were typically yung naging successful so this has opened up doors with me na pinag-aralan natin yung ano pinag-aralan natin kung anong nangyayari and lo and behold Totoo nga. So the younger generations are actually entertaining suicide as an option to somehow quote and quote cope up. Mm-hmm. So medyo medyo alarming siya kasi it is not an isolated case for just one school. It's actually all over and it's in the news. Prior to the pandemic, ito yung problema. Ito yung problema natin. So sa madaling sabi, um, th- this project had it has a sting within me that there's something that we need to do about it. That's the reason why ito din yung nangyari bakit nung nagkaroon ng pandemic I opened up a YouTube live stream for most of my students. So I invited them, tinuruan ko sila at least meron silang gagawin sa sa bahay kasi nga uh, we really don't know what's happening with them. And then afterwards I I saw the the documentary in Netflix. I'm not sure kung napanood mo to yung The Social Dilemma. Hindi so, ko hindi ko pa yun yeah. na <laughs> Yes, oh pwede mong panoorin uh, uh Iyan, pwede mong panoorin. Uh, ang kagandahan kasi doon may statistics of how the suicide rate for the younger generation has escalated in the advent of the social media. So this was, ano, this was a sad story. This was a sad reality. And I had my own studies with it. I interviewed people who are actually somehow having anxiety and depression and having really a mental illness. And I, I think it's okay to share to share with you. I think it's related related in, in, in a way. So my observation my observation was this: um, these are the students who who grew up having tablets in their hands, having internet at their fingertips, and they can easily isolate themselves. Let's say in dinner, mag mag ano lang sila, mag YouTube lang sila or mag Facebook lang sila, and they would grow up on that lifestyle. And alam mo naman, di ba? In um, 
hindi naman puro masaya ang buhay eh. Uh, I think uh, hindi puro masaya ang buhay. There is another another facet in life that there is pain, there is betrayal, there is relational dysfunction. Totoo yan, di ba? And how can a student or how can a person who has isolated himself through the through living in the social media how how has he gonna face the reality na masasaktan sila so this is what had happened to them uh, when they are transitioning to high school there was a betrayal and there was pain kahit anong category um merong malalim talaga yung margin ng, ng assault meron talaga yung parang very shallow lang but they don't know how to cope up why kasi they've been living in the social media for so so long and when they were hurt they would go also to the social media and they would just live their lives and we need to understand that the cause of the pain and the betrayal for that one is not addressed di ba pa, paano ba natin to ma-address dati nung, nung, nung time ko kapag may problema kapapag-usapan talaga eh. we deal with the problem head on kasi kailangan siyang mabigyan ng solution right now the cause of the problem is actually nakatago and the person who is actually just living in the in the world of social media would have this routinary routinary uh, lifestyle of uwi ng bahay, so social media, babalik sa school without actually addressing the problem. Eh syempre, kung hindi na-address yung problem no, malamang ang magiging assumption mo sa life ay puro hira, puro sadness, puro pain. And if you are in this routine for about four to five years, ma'am, you will have an assumption that life has nothing to offer. Uh, and that's the sad reality. And yun yung nagiging realidad nila. That's why they are going to a point that they are considering that taking their life is the best option which is a lie and i i guess you would agree that this is a lie so this is not this is not the best option because there is a redemptive story and i think uh, alam niyo yung alam nating story about uh, about the gospel right that christ came and died for you meaning if he died for you you have a value you have a meaning and you have a purpose so thinking that that suicide is actually the the final answer to your problem that's a lie kasi ang nangyayari diyan uh, nawawalan ka ng saysay ng buhay so i think yun yung mga ano yun yung mga problema na nakikita nakikita natin and we need to somehow do precautionary ano precautionary measures somehow to arrest this idea kung magkaroon ka ng anxiety depression i think that's just okay naintindihan natin yan kasi that can be part of the problem pero to entertain that taking your life is uh, somehow a, a valid option. So yun yung medyo hindi maganda and that's a lie and we don't believe a lie. So pasensya na ha. I, uh, okay lang kasi. po talaga. Okay lang po talaga. Kasi po, na, yeah. I think marami pong listeners na makaka-relate dyan. Kasi pag, pag, pag na, ano na kasi sa utak mo yung, yung thought about suicide, naglilinger yan eh, di ba? Hindi yeah. po ba, naglilinger yan. Tapos, um, pinaglalaroan yung, ano mo, yung, yung mind mo sa mga yeah. ganyan. Mm-hmm. That was a good point po, that was a good point. Mm-hmm. I think marami po talagang matututunan ng mga mm-hmm. listeners natin for today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> um, do you have anything to plug? Any announcements? Yeah, yeah. Like um, okay. Every, every Saturday, Uh, every Saturday, I do live stream at Red Pen Group. It is actually a group in Facebook uh, by which most of the students are actually there to learn how to design buildings through fast sketching. Uh, so we do have uh, a system in perspective which, ang nabala magit kanina is 3PA. So kapag nakuha natin yung sistema na yun, 
on the spot you can you can draw perspectives for instance you have a design in your head pwede mo na siyang i-drawing right there and then probably kapag na master mo to in about probably 10 to 10 to 15 minutes meron ka ng tangible translated ano translated um character of the building na pwede mo siyang iano pwede mo siyang at least i-evaluate so i do live every saturday so tomorrow i'll be doing live at red friend group uh, probably in the morning medyo hindi pa kasi definite yung oras tinry ko kasi every every ano every late ng gabi pero syempre kapag tumatanda ka na di pa gusto mo na lang matulog oh. yung mga time na yun so probably uh, those those who are actually listening uh, architectural students who are actually listening you can visit us tapos magpa-shoutout na lang kayo doon sorry na napakinggan na, natin sa podcast so probably that's number one and number two um, I have my Instagram account all of the sketches that I do have doon ko nilalagay so sa madaling sabi I'm also pursuing uh, a career in arts yes so I, I'm an artist so typically my creation is just black and white you can check that out at Foxonia so that's C-O-X-S O-N-I-E-L so I guess I guess yun na lang muna ipa-plug natin Okay. Uh, thank you for inviting me here. As in, it's it's really a ple- pleasure. Thank you for the ano, so informative uh, discussions about architecture and also napunta na tayo sa mental health kanina. Oo nga po, hindi naman po kasi siguro bago 'yun kasi as an architect po, 'di ba? Um, we need to know the different factors kasi we design for people and maraming factors yeah. na nakaka-affect sa mga tao eh. Tapos um, mas mabuti ring ma- malaman natin yung mga factors na 'yon kasi mas magiging yeah. um, developed pa yung design natin. Kaya hindi po yes. tayo nalilimit dyan. Okay lang po talaga yun. <laughs> Ayun. Um, at since, since nabanggit mo din, kaya, kaya rin ako nag-interview ng, ano, ng students and young professionals who are undergoing anxiety. They are clinically depressed. Kaya ako din sila in-interview. Kasi I need to understand them so that I can effectively design the space for them. So, ayun. Mukhang ano naman, mukhang maganda naman yung presentation ko nung ano nun, nung design solution for that. Pero for after after a month yata parang sinabi nung ano na wala yata silang pondo. Pero I think as for me naapektuhan talaga ako noon. So ang nangyari noon parang I I I need to do something about it. So ayan. Um we would also like to ask you sir to say a few words to our aspiring architecture students who would like to grow and you know take root in the All right, sige. Uh okay, number one. Growth is intentional. Uh, so the reason why I'm saying this because you would understand that that the young professionals when they get married and they have a children, when may baby na sila, magano kagad eh, magtataas kagad yung maturity nila in life. Because they can't afford to have a baby, tas walang makain yung baby. Magiging super saiyan kagad sila. So sa madaling sabi in that aspect, growth is typically intentional. So for all of the students who are actually listening here, be mindful of the things that you are not growing from. For instance, let's say just a practical sense, you're mahirap nahirapan ka sa design, hindi mo alam kung paano mo drawing. So, uh uh natin, be ano, be aware and decide to just grow from this one. So sabihin natin, kulang din tayo sa time management. Hindi naman tayo lahat, 'di ba? Magaling na tayo sa time management. Even me kailangan ko mag-adjust and I think even um Uh, Ian Nunes here, kailangan din mag-adjust. So, this is intentional. So, hindi ito yung parang i-assume natin na we need time management and we are very mature at it. Probably hindi. Kasi baka you have 
ten tasks that you need to work on that day. Baka nga isa or dalawa lang yung matapos mo dun eh. Kasi it takes time uh, para, para at least makuha natin. But we need to be intentional about growth. So that's a growth mindset. And I want all of the architectural students who are actually listening to have that kind of mindset. And this is not and this is not compartmentalized to discipline in architecture or discipline in probably time management or being good at this. It can be also applied to relationship. So sabihin natin kung nahihirapan kayo maka, maka, ma, makipag-relate probably with your parents, probably you need to somehow grow in terms of understanding them. So marami, maraming aspect to na pwedeng, ano, pwedeng, pwedeng i-apply. And also, it will be helpful it would help you out in such a way that you will be mature uh, in the most immediate possible time. Kasi if this is not intentional, baka ang mangyari sa'yo, aabutin ka ng 10 years para maging mature ka. Kasi you will just let it, uh, let go with the flow ka lang. Pero kapag intentional ka, na no, kailangan ko mag-grow dito, probably yung aabutin mo na 10 years, baka aabutin mo lang yan in 2 years or 3 years time. And I kid you not, if you are mature in many aspects of your life, mas maganda yung magiging productivity natin, mas magiging maayos yung relationships natin. The way we respond to people, mas magiging maayos. So, sa so madaling sabi, just like a mother who is very selfless, loving the loving the baby that she has. Alam mo yun yung tipong, alam na niya kung anong gagawin, alam na niya kung, kung tama or mali, alam na niya na pipili niya dapat yung tamang gawin, something like that. So for all, all of the RT students who are listening, so have the growth mindset and apply that on every aspect of your life. Yeah, I guess that's it. For yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, thank you yeah. very much, sir. That was very very igniting. Ayan, yeah. thank you very much. That talk was really awesome, igniting, and I really think that our listeners will get. Um, a lot from our episode for today. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. That was architect Rodel Soniel. Ayan, ayan. Okay, sir. Um, remind ko lang na may photo opportunity po para tayo mamaya. Ah, okay. Um, and there you have it, everyone. This ends our third episode of You Absalitaan Season 7. Again, thank you to our speaker and, of course, to our listeners for today. Also, we would like to acknowledge our media partners. We have Circle Art and Design Magazine, Crocus, Lantawan Magazine, SparkUp, and Zest Online Publication. And don't forget to like and share this podcast to your Archie friends and follow us on our official social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's at You National and Haligi Publication on Facebook. That's at uapsa.haligi Publication. So you'll be updated every time we upload a new podcast episode. Thank you for tuning in with us today. And again, this is your host, Ian from CIT University Chapter, officially signing off. Have a blast!